Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What up, movie geeks and the people who love them? You're listening to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm one of the people who loves movie geeks. My name's Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters on this podcast is our resident movie geek. Say hi to the nice people, Justin. Always a pleasure, Chrissy. Hello, people. (laughs) If you've never listened to our podcast before, this is a show wherein we watch movies that Justin has seen and I have not. But occasionally, we do get to see something that neither of us has seen, which is the case today and... I think, to be honest with you, that's always a more fun time for me, Jess, because I feel like you are rarely surprised and I get to see you watch something for the first time and that that does it for me. It's more fun. Yeah. Get you on. Get you revved up. Yeah. 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 Because if I think something is like bonkers, I can look at you and then also I get your bonkers reaction. What was the movie um, that we saw that was totally bonkers where they were like having sex on the side of a cliff after the car crash? crash thank you that was a good example <laughs> with our boy nick nick from epic film guys yes yes that, anyway. was a, that was a good one as well so yeah bonkers movies that you see for the first time with me make me happy um well that's great this is a bonkers movie insight um that we're going to discuss today we're, well that's the other exciting thing what we're doing something new this week some people might have come by or like hey where's fancy movie draft oh yeah and they're disappointed Sorry. Womp womp. Just us. But as we discussed at the end of last week's episode, we are um, taking a break from Fantasy Movie Draft until August. And uh, we're going to try something new for July. We're doing horror movies all month long. We're calling it Hashtag Scary Movie Summer Camp. Remember when we were talking about summer camp and like summer movies? And we're like, yay, summer camp. I was like... Let's do Scary Movie Summer Camp and just watch scary movies all July. Yes, I remember that. And I also remember my reaction was something along the lines of, oh, no. <laughs> no. Chrissy's half on board, half half not on board, <laughs> basically. So That's kind of true. But I find like talking about scary movies is just like twice as fun with Chrissy. So Why? Because half the time I'm just like, I hate it. It had blood. <laughs> is that what you sound like? I mean... Maybe. But my my effort this month is to watch, try to watch mostly horror movies that I haven't seen because I love horror movies and there's a lot of, you know, obvious ones that I still haven't seen before. So, Jessica, can I ask you like a logistical question? Sure. Because as we just established, I'm not a horror fan. What is the appeal of the horror genre? Like, can you distill yeah. it down for me? Um, I just think it's like in the case of the the movie we actually saw in the theater, yeah, it's the best reason to actually go to a movie theater these days, in my opinion. Like a good horror movie with a good crowd, you know, okay, entertaining, thrilling, edge of your seat. 
But can't you accomplish those feelings with like a good thriller? Like, why do you need the horror part? Like the like blood and the guts and I like them both. I I know. I just I I guess I'm asking you to let me into your world and <laughs> let me into your let world. me into your world. Help me understand because I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, new world. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not like a super duper whore guy, but, you know. Maybe uh, we need other people to explain this too. If you have a comment that you want to leave on our Twitter page about this, like, I'd love to know why is horror a genre that so many people are into? Because from my perspective, I get the thriller aspect, the edge of your seat, everything you described, I get. But I can get that from a good mystery or, again, a good thriller, something psychological. Carnal, Chrissy. I don't understand the need to see such like violence. Wait, it's about dicks. dicks. (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) Stabbing the dick stabbing. Wait, what? Are you stabbing dicks? Is that what this is about? Okay, I have completely underestimated what (laughs) horror is about. It's about stabbing dicks. Apparently, it's about whatever you want it to be, Chrissy. So, (laughs) what the hell? (laughs) I don't see like like murderous fantasies. Murderous fantasies? Well, like a minute ago, you were like, it's about stabbing dicks. and It's not about stabbing dicks. Okay. Um, I don't know. And there's different t- types of horror movies. Like, I'm not really into like the super, like, violent. Like, I don't know if that's true about you. I don't, I don't think I buy it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think I do. Anyway, every week in July, <laughs> we're going to try to watch at least one. Uh, horror film, hopefully one that we have both never seen before, and we're we're spanning the gamut of decades. Like we're not just going like newsies across the board. We got to go back. No, we're going way back to Chrissy's favorite <laughs> decade. Not only the eighties, but this week we we've got one from the seventies. So, yay! But we watched a, we watched one in the movie theater this week. We did. Um, because we we just celebrated my birthday. Happy birthday, Justin! Yay! Thanks, Chrissy. I feel like, by the way, I don't know if everybody we got a date night. I, Cha-ching! Yeah. The birthday was worth it. I don't know if everybody else does this, but in our family, we celebrate birthdays for like upwards of a week. Yeah, you gotta spread that shit out. You seriously do. So we had his actual birthday, and then we had like a separate date night where we got to go to the movie. So now I'm just kind of like wondering, what's the third act? <laughs> Stabbing dicks. Stabbing dicks. <laughs> Anyway, um, so we, we got a good bite to eat, and we went to we caught a showing of like I said, this doesn't happen a lot. Last movie we saw together was the two of us was Avengers. Avengers, yeah. So it's been a while. Cool and um, would you like to tell the nice people where we got to sit for this movie? <laughs> we uh, <laughs> let's introduce the movie. So okay. obviously, it's the title. It's part of the title of the episode. We're going to talk about Child's Play. <laughs> Hi, are you my best buddy? I think Chucky did something. And if you know something, you better tell me. Something's wrong with Chucky. Chucky is a toy. Chucky, did you do this? He tried to kill us! See how much fun we have. Child's Play, rated R, June 21st. The log line on IMDb is, A mother gives her 13-year-old son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. Child's Play 2019 was directed by Lars Klevberg, writer 
Tyler Burton Smith, based on characters created by Don Mancini, stars Aubrey Plaza, Gabriel Bateman, uh, the voice, voice of Mark Hamill, of course, Brian Tyree Henry, Tim Matheson, uh, and an assortment of and other lots of other people. people. Too. Uh, Chrissy, yeah, you've seen the. You probably don't remember it, but we we saw the original. Child's I do Play. remember that we saw. There was it. lots of sequels after that. Yes, um, but you've probably only seen that first one. What did you think of this new version of Child's Play? Well, first of all, may I just tell you? We, yes, you may. We were sitting in the front row for this movie, and which is like, by the way, normally like, okay, fine, you have to sit in the front row, is what it is. For whatever reason, this theater that we saw this in, the screen is, I mean, God, what, like 10 feet higher, up higher than it should be in any other normal theater. So if you're in the front row, you are quite literally having to break your neck backwards with your chin to the sky it to see the screen. It didn't even make sense. Like the guy... Well, he didn't warn us enough, obviously. Like if he would have he said, "He tried, dude." Justin, he tried. The screen is basically on the ceiling. It's so high. No, he tried, and you were kind of like, "He goes, hey guys, I only have like two seats left together, and they're in the front row." And you were like, "Oh, oh, hey, Chris, you want to sit in the front row?" And he's like, "Yeah, I should tell you, this theater, it's kind of." I was dead small. set, and the yeah, reason, you were. <laughs> the reason was number one, this is my birthday movie, and like this is the one I wanted to see. Number two. We'd already tried, attempted to watch it together, and then that didn't work out. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't care if I'm behind the screen. Like, (laughs) We're watching this. I'm sitting on top of the screen. I'm under a seat. Basically. So we we were like completely in full recline, half like on like a backwards tilting table looking up. Anyway, I bring this up only because maybe things looked different to us. Like I feel like Aubrey Plaza looked really squished the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But uh, this on scene was not up to par. <laughs> I was about to say this is a great lead way to be um, like during the trailers being that close. I was like, OK, this is going to suck. Yes. But once the movie started, I was like, hey, man, not a big deal. I agree with you. NBD. I was just going to say this was a good movie and testament to how good it was that exactly how Justin described during the trailers. I was like, oh, no, we have made a mistake. Oh, no. This is going to be awful. And and I didn't feel that way throughout the entire movie. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I Justin, I do remember seeing the first version of this when yes. we did our podcast on it. And I remember thinking that it was OK. Like the concept was solid. The execution was meh. This one I felt hit both really, really um, uh, like like on its head. I love the update now. So basically, Chucky is uh, a smart doll. So he has all these capabilities to control household objects, just like Alexa or Siri. And <gasps> oh no, oh she God. heard me. <gasps> I kept thinking about her She's gonna while we were watching I, while we were watching this. <laughs> I kept thinking about her between her. I did too. And that uh, th- there's a Black Mirror episode, which you have yet to see, oh. which involves a Miley Cyrus, like uh, virtual... Like a virtual Miley? Assistant type. Yeah, you know, something like that. Okay. Anyway. So anyway. it's I, I think the, the, the update from a doll that is possessed by, you know, this, you know, Demon serial killer or whatever, murderer or whatever yeah, guy... Yeah, yeah. 
uh, versus this. This is so much better. So much better. It really is. So much more plausible, too. Well, and it changes everything around the story. Like, if you think about it, the kid in the original version was, he just got this toy, and then it randomly was, you know, taken over by this guy that just was like, fuck this, fuck everything, I want to kill everything. Yeah, and also, how do you kill a doll like that? Like, it's not the same. This one, they're like, okay, it's tech. Like, you know... I, I can't think of my butt. My buddy. My, my buddy. buddy uh, or Teddy Ruxpin. But this this thing actually wants to be the kid's best friend. Yes. And it causes a lot of issues. And the kid is like in on some of the things that are going on. And that changes how the plot. The dynamic shifts. Like I said, if you're going to do a reboot, you know, do some kind of different twist on it that makes it worth doing. It, yes. So. This was an excellent reboot. I have to ask you. Did you feel sorry for Chucky at all in this one? Because I never felt sorry for him in the first movie years ago. Like, in fact, I was like, throw that murderous fucking doll out the window. This one, especially for the first third, the first third of the movie, I thought, you know, this is kind of their fault. Like, they just keep exposing him to violence and they're setting him up like constantly like, hey, pretend to stab this thing and then say... You know, that's for Tupac or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, number one, Mark Hamill is an excellent voice artist. So he's very, you got a lot of empathy from him in that regard. But also. Do you want to play? Are we having fun yet? Do you want to play with me? And the song, the song which he continues to sing throughout the movie. I'm just like. I am your buddy. I love that we just watched Toy Story four, and I kept wa- I kept thinking about oh, that, no. and like, oh, him and like Forky and Chucky, <laughs> we took total friends and stuff. Do you know who else you thought of during this movie, Justin? Who you thought of our son, Camden? So yeah, so basically, there's a scene in this movie where Chucky walks in to where Andy, the little boy, is sleeping. And, you know, of course, you're kind of like, oh, God, what's about to happen? But it's still the first third of the movie, so nothing really bad has happened yet. And he just walks over to the side of the bed, and he's just like, hi, Andy. Can we play now? I love you so much. You are my buddy. And he just starts singing. It's It's a really funny movie. Exactly what our four-year-old would do. You know, (laughs) the first one, I don't remember a lot of laughs, but this one, really funny, um, very campy. Like, halfway during the movie, there's something that happens uh involving you know uh face off face face off <laughs> oh my god heads anyway that whole thing that started happening i was like okay i'm on board with this movie because it's super yep. weird yep and it was uh, great pretty hilarious and I then was the kids are all trying to figure out what to do we don't want to spoil it but it was pretty darn good cast is good cast is very good the i was so surprised that aubrey plaza wasn't allowed to be like weirder what do you mean <laughs> What? What do you mean weirder? I thought she was kind of weird. You you thought she was weird enough? I thought she was like too straight, like too straight until the end where she like really got to uh, let loose and stuff. Sure. What did you want her to be? Aubrey Plaza, but in a child's movie. Stop it. She, you know what? Do you know what I? Super weird. Do you know what I felt like watching it about Aubrey specifically? Yeah. I felt like this is Aubrey Plaza doing her best impression of Marissa Tomei. Did you ever get, like, I just got that impression throughout. Like, that's what she was going for. Um, and although, of course, I, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I mean, you care a lot about what happens to the mom. The mom always gets in these movies, damn it. But I cared more about what was going to happen to the cop. What's his name? Because I'm just going to call him Detective Carl Winslow. Mike. Detective Mike. 
There you go. Yeah, played by Brian Tyree Henry. I cared so much more about Detective Mike. Widows. He was he's, wonderful. He's awesome and everything, basically. But they also, in this version, obviously, the, the, the kid is older. Yeah. Do you think that helps? Oh, for sure. 100%. Because he was capable they of making... They even brush it aside real quick because he's, he's like, I'm too old for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, he was much more capable of making autonomous choices. Some were good and some were bad. And he would realize when he had accidentally done something to mess up the trajectory of events that then ensued. I thought about Critters 3. Did you? Uh, yeah, because at some point it becomes like everybody in this apartment building is yes. is in danger. <laughs> like That's you good know, point. the detective Mike's mom, the old lady. Oh, you know. she was great. Uh, First, I wasn't kid. sure where they were going with her. I was like, is she a drunk? Because she just kind of kept having her little scotch. The the creepy like guy in the basement that had like his sliver, oh, like him. sliver like cameras of everyone. You know him. Did you? Um, uh, there was a couple scenes, very violent in some portions. I, I like, covered yes. my eyes. I covered I'm my eyes they during didn't. those scenes. In in movies like this, sometimes they just like pull punches on the the, the gore, the, vol- the violence, and the gore. Or they like try to make it closer to like almost PG thirteen. Yeah, and just like fuck this. But this one really went there. So and see, and I would have been fine with that PG thirteen ness because that for me does nothing. So I was like looking away during that part, and I was here for all the rest of it. Like rest of the movie, here for it. Gore, I'm out. I feel like we've done a really good job of not giving anything away. Should we get into any spoilers? Um, I mean, it's hard to like, like what spoilers about this that. Like your favorite death scene. Um, no, I mean, I, generally, like I said, across the board, I, I was like, man, this is great. It's short. It's only 90 minutes long. I appreciate that. Same. Like I said, the it's, it's very entertaining. It moves well. The cast is game. It's funny. It's surprising in the the differences, uh, the changes they've made to, since the original came out. I was surprised. Chrissy cares about Chucky. I I kind of felt badly for Chucky until the end, and then I didn't feel for him anymore. Chucky's got like some really fucked up facial things going yeah. on in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that when when I understood why, but they put him in the closet. And he's like, "Why did you put me in the closet?" I'm like, "Why did you put him in the closet?" That's sad. Uh, anyway, lots of laugh at in this movie. I agree, but do you want to know what I found really like the most disturbing? Uh oh, what we went to an eight ten p.m. showing of this. Yes, and there were small children in the theater watching this movie with their parents. <laughs> Notably, it is called child's play, Chrissy. I mean, but for real. <laughs> so notably, like three seats over from us, there was a family with uh, an older-ish boy and a slightly younger girl. And I heard her during one of the gorier parts go, this is too scary, <laughs> over to the side. And I wanted to lean over and be like, no shit. What are you doing here? Go home. <laughs> I agree. I was very surprised. What's the minimum age we would let our kids watch this? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, 17. 16, I was going to say. 16. High school. <laughs> um, no, Camden, he's... A four-year-old. He's 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 growing fast in his uh, movie geekdom. I he think he'll, is. He'll be... He's like you. Yeah, he'll be good. And he remembers things. He does remember things. It's kind of amazing. Um. Yeah, like I said, I, I can't really think of... The only one thing 
and I won't go into spoilers, but the the end of this movie, like shit mm-hmm. comes to a head, and there's a lot of people. How that went down, I was like, oh, that's kind of disappointing, you know. What? what why? Because I didn't find it disappointing. I found it chaos, but chaotic, but not disappointing. I just, I just thought, okay, Chucky's here. Yeah. Um, throughout the whole movie, there's this like Walmart-ish big, big lots department store. Yes. Do they have exclusive Chucky rights? I assume so. Like I was sitting here watching that movie. Like I'm like, <laughs> okay, wait a second. Uh, what is the name of the department store? Blah blah blah. So they have exclusive Chucky rights. I mean, I guess so. People were clamoring to get in. They were what if hurting big each lots other. Introduced a toy out oh of the my blue, God. No. and everybody was like, "Holy shit, Big Lots is back!" You know, because that's basically what happened. Big Lots was never like at a pinnacle where you could say that they're back. <laughs> like, yes. Back to the last place that you want to shop. They got the new, uh, the new buddy doll, man. No, big lots is where you get the the buddy doll after it went psycho and recalled, and they're like, "Well, we still have some left in stock." I also like the wrinkle in this movie that the buddy doll, like once we, once we get to the story, of the buddy doll, it's already like the old buddy doll, yes, and the new buddy dolls are about to come out, and it's like. Different styled hair buddy doll. A wolf boy buddy <laughs> yes. doll. And that all comes into play later in the, the movie. I have to say I appreciate how they used technology to to make the ending. Um, I'm trying really hard not to give this away. Just to expand upon the theory of like psycho fucking doll. What if there were lots of problems that could ensue from one psycho fucking doll? Good use Man. of tech. I wonder if there's going to be another one. I haven't even checked to see. Oh, I'm sure because how much of the bo- box they, office it made. They didn't. Well, you saw at the very end they didn't kill the right Chucky, quote unquote. Well, just because they set up another one doesn't mean that you know it made enough money to actually have one. Come on, I'm excited about one. Sure. What are, so, what are Netflix. the reviews like? Are people in agreement with us? Uh, it seems to be split. I haven't really read. The, what? Uh, what is there to split? This reviews. is so much better. I've just seen like tweets and stuff, and then um, okay, so. Six point four on uh, IMDb. IMDb. All right, and then Rotten Tomatoes sixty percent. What? So that should be higher. Split seas. I know. I'm sure there. And this people before this even before this even came out when it was announced, there were a lot of people were like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, like you know, this is not my child's play. Um, There's been a huge deal about. Don Mancini, the original creator of Child's Play, right, being locked out of this movie creatively. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that just like just on principle, of that. yeah. So I don't know, you know, it's political and stuff, of course. All right, I will say if I didn't know about any of that stuff, just on its face, I thought it was a very entertaining film. I it agree. doesn't even have to be a child's play movie. That's the one thing. Like, yes, it, it could have just been like a standalone movie, Killer Smart Doll, or whatever. <laughs> Killer Smart. Doll. Uh, I mean, even his name. Like, he's like, my name is Chucky. He's like, what? What? And it, that's how the oh, that was great. The doll became. He's like, your name is Han Solo. He's like, Chucky. <laughs> I heard you say my name is Chucky. So, but you know that IP, it's very valuable, Chrissy. I, I know. You want a sequel? Totally. Do you want like? I was about to say multiple Chuckies. Do you want Chucky? I don't know. I want it to be... Like, I like the original series, but once it get into, like, 
you know, he got married and he had a kid. I was just oh, like, okay, this is kind of like... I didn't like, watch it that far. Is, is that what happened? stupid The doll stuff. got married and had a kid? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wasn't there like Bride of Chucky? Bride of Chucky, Son of Chucky. Oh, God. You know. Yeah, whatever. Baby dolls having baby dolls. So, But, but pitch me. What's your idea for, for Child's Play 2? I don't have a good idea. I have to think about it. Chucky, but I, Chucky face off? Oh, Chucky face off, isn't it? Oh, okay, wait a second. So... So Chucky is Chucky because of the tech, right? Chucky in space. So wait. Should, should they already jump to space? So wait. Chucky is Chucky because of the tech. So if you could take out like the, the tech pieces of the doll that make his personality what it is. Yeah. And like put it in like. Um, Alexa. <gasps> oh, why'd you summon her? Fuck. Alexa, are you a murderer? Let's see what oh she has God. to say. Why would you even ask? I'm not. She said, no, oh. I'm not dangerous. No, no, she didn't say no. She said, hmm. What the fuck? Like, she thought about it. She went, hmm, I'm not dangerous. Um, I mean, at this mo- at the end of this movie, PR-wise, the buddy doll is in a shaky, shaky Right, place. which is what I'm saying. Like, put the tech into a different doll, like a what we had dolls when I was a kid called Baby So Beautiful, where it's just like a baby doll. Like, put the tech in those sort of dolls and then see what happens. So basically, it's just a whole different doll. Does it still have? I think Mark Hamill was the best part about this new. Well, no. How do we employ him? Doesn't Mark Hamill come with it he because he's a eat. part of the personality? So it's going to be like a Gabby Gabby doll with a Mark yes. Hamill voice. <laughs> that second, would be second. so great. We need a face. Isn't that what Gabby we, Gabby wanted? She wanted a new voice. We we rebooted the IP. It's successful now. I think we'll have to check the box office. Okay. It's be an egg in our face if we're really, we're just, you know, really dropping these free this. ideas. <laughs> um, Gabby Gabby with a Mark Hamill voice. That's all she wanted. We need a Toy Story 4 Child's Play mashup. What if, what if every... Oh, God, you're really thinking about this. What? What if Amazon... Oh, no. What if Amazon bought it from... I forget the name of the store. Is it right here? Kazmat or something like that. Did you say Hazmat? <laughs> no. Is that what you said? No. Hey, honey. <laughs> we gotta go to Hazmat. We got the new buddy doll. No, 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 no. The company was like Kazman or Kazmat or something like that. It's with a K. It was all over all of their Whatever. stuff. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Maybe Amazon buys them and just like instantly makes them all cheaper or just sends them free to every kid. Just like. Oh, like, hey, you know, we're, you, we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Remember when YouTube put that or Apple put the album, the YouTube, YouTube album yeah. on everyone's iPhone? Yes. It's like that. Like they're, Oh, they're now all your phone. phones have um, a Chucky app? Yes. Congratulations. Or there's like a Chucky, like we go in the future and Chucky's even bigger and there's like a Chucky land. And it turns into like you have to survive murderous roller coasters, murderous roller coasters and stuff. Eh. I mean, I, need I think to, we should leave this to, to the work, professionals. I need to work this out, guys. Yeah, this is just I'm just really excited about this new child's play and its direction. And <laughs> I'm sure, people that hate the movie are like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> we just don't get to go to the movies a lot, and uh, like I said, it was a good one, good one to see in the theater. Agreed. Minus with the kids. Minus with the kids. Don't bring your kids. Don't bring your kids. Don't be that person. What would be your final grade? A minus. A minus. Yeah. I would probably be the same. Nice. A minus. Child's Play 2019. 
we suggest you check it out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag scary movie summer camp. So went to the movies, saw Chaz play. But we're also making an effort to go back into the past and catch up on some scary movies, horror movies that maybe we should have see- already seen. Right? Sure, maybe. Sure. <laughs> did you say sure, maybe? Yeah, I did. Because you said that maybe we should have already seen. So, so we we started yeah. with the 1970s mm-hmm. uh, with a movie that I've seen uh, the words masterpiece yeah. uh, thrown around. It's got 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, and neither uh, Chrissy nor I had never seen We'd never seen it before. Uh, from 1973, it's called Don't Look Now. They say seeing is believing, but only a split second of time separates the past from the future. The present is crushed between them. A thin thread of life in a skein of death. Yeah. Directed by Nicholas Rogue. I I would like to volunteer you, you to go first IMDb, for opinions uh, after you do the IMDb log line, please. Do you have a... Do I, I have a what? What did you say? I said I volunteer you. It's like I vol- I'm basically making you tribute to go first to talk about this movie because this was also your first time seeing it and usually I go first. Anyway, don't look now. The logline is a married couple grieving the recent death of their young daughter are in Venice when they encounter two elderly sisters, one of whom is psychic and brings a warning from, from beyond. Ooh. Ooh. Don't look now stars Julie Christie, Donald Sutherland, Hillary Mason, Khalil, is that Clelia? Uh, Clelia. Her name is Clelia. Anyway, uh, like I said, highly regarded. Don't look now. Yeah. First time I've seen it. My first impression is, okay. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, it reminded me of being in college and being in my film studies class. Yes. And, you know, usually what happens is like half of them you're like, fuck yes (laughs) and the other half you're like okay i get why you know i should have watched that but i probably don't need to watch it again (laughs) you know right this seems like it's probably an important film in some of the new things it was trying out yes uh in terms of you know ways to film these movies ways to edit edit these movies right um but very 70s by the way without with that stuff at the end of the day, the movie is an hour and 50 minutes, and I could have, like, I've been like, I could have chopped off about 20 minutes of running around uh, Italy. 
Yes. Basically. Yes. Venice specifically. Um, there, there are several scenes that jump out that I think make it worth it to watch. Like what? Huh? Please tell me you're not going to say what I think you're about to say. No, I'm going to get into it. Oh, uh, we'll get no. into it. Um, but like I said, I'm glad I saw it. Um, I'm just kind of just like in the middle on it. Cool. Chrissy? I'm less glad I saw it. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. I am shocked by the Rotten Tomatoes re- uh, rating on this. Like, shocked. I agree with you wholeheartedly on the film school analogy. Um, this is exactly the type of film that I would have been made to watch in my film studies class, um, which, by the way, was half film studies, half human sexuality, and they just put it together in one class. I promise it wasn't porn. Oh, my God. That sounds like an amazing class. It was a fun class. But... Uh, <laughs> But like this is exactly because it hits both sides. So basically it would be like this week is they would announce it like this week is film studies week or next week is a human sexuality week or whatever. This would have been like it's both and they would have done this movie. So I totally appreciate exactly what you said because that I can feel like I have to write a paper on this after it's over. Just because I could write a paper on it doesn't mean that I liked it. Um, A lot of the things you're talking about with you know being avant-garde for its day in terms of its editing and like. Lots of um, this they, is one they of the really... movies where you could tell the director was like symbolism. Yes, yes. I was gonna say there's like red is incredibly symbolic throughout this entire movie. Water. Yes, yes. Falling glass. Yes, yeah. and, and, and what's like like a twinning duplicate sort of thing. I'm like, this is I, okay. I get it. I get it. It becomes passe after a while, and it's so so seventies. I couldn't get on board. Um, and so, okay, so I understand that the whole kind of basic premise of this is nothing is what it seems. I think Donald Sutherland even says that at one point. But for God's sake, could they have been at least a little more linear with the plot? Like just a little bit? That would have been amazing. And and it, and it wasn't at all. It was It was at times hard to follow, at times laughable because you're like, what? what we're going to do that now. Okay, great. And you just kind of had to be on board or not. So I would laugh with you. We'd be on board for the sake of it. But like internally, this is not a movie I would choose to see. And it was not entertaining. <laughs> Don't look now. There's a five minute long Skinamax scene. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, boy. So no, really. There's So there's this five minutes long scene out of the blue. Where, so the basic premise is couple... Uh, young daughter dies drowning uh, in a drowning very sadly also another a scene that the only thing that I knew about this movie was that like that image of Donald Sutherland's character like in the creek or the water. water like with the seemingly dead daughter in his arms like Ugh. he like makes some oh! <laughs> And now, as, as parents, we watch that scene, and we're like, "What are you doing, man?" Call nine one one. Start CPR. There's so like, many things. He's like, just holding her and like being mad. <sighs> I can't. As a parent, it made me mad. So then, so then they're grieving the loss of their daughter. So like five minutes of buffer yes. between their daughter's death, and right. then they're in Italy. He's naked. Right. She stops. She starts rubbing his pert round buttocks and then all of a sudden the the strangest sex music comes on with like a flute yaz flute yaz flute (laughs) and it's like oh my god like this came out in 1973 it was gratuitous i was like there's thrusting 
There's like they bonk heads a couple times. Oh yeah. Like it no wonder. Like the whole thing about this movie was like there was a rumor that they actually fucked. Within this movie? Yeah. Yeah, during the sex scene. That it's so it's so real. Jesus. That, you know, it's so <laughs> awkward. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm I feel like I'm going right she, back to my, my film and he, sexuality he no, class. He notoriously goes down on her, which apparently caused like millions of people to have heart attacks. Women can't have pleasure? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm going to give it a, a, a... I'm going to throw it a bone. I appreciated that scene. Um, okay. What? That was weird how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good for you. Um I appreciate what they're trying to say about how people... About how people grieve. Yeah. People grieve in different ways. And I understand that for some people, this probably pent up emotion is that's their way of releasing that onto each other. Yeah. <laughs> onto each other's right. But yeah. from the filmmaking perspective, it was really fucking gratuitous. We could have done like a minute of that total and I would have been like, okay, this is them grieving and I get it. We didn't need five minutes of thrusting an ass and and Donald Sutherland kissing, which is not something anybody really wants to see. With he, his caterpillar mustache. His, his mustache and his eyebrows together make him look like the devil. And I kind of can't So you were even. not on board with the sex scene, it sounds like. I, I felt really awkward. Hmm. I felt like, uh, what is the character? Is it the Dateline character that uh, Bill Hader does? On Saturday Night Live, where he's like, "Oh, <laughs> yes," that's what I kind of felt like watching this oh. movie. Oh, god! Because, like I said, it comes out of the blue, yeah. And then throughout the five minutes, it's a roller coaster of what's going on. So, if any women are listening to this podcast, and I hope you are, ladies, whoa! And and I mean, let me re- let me rephrase it. If any cisgender uh, straight women are listening to this podcast. D- did anybody look at Donald Sutherland and think, oh, holy shit, that's what men looked like back then. They all had these like weird, um, it's like perms uh, in their hair and they all had like definitely fake hair. big ass mustaches and it was fine to just be like gangly and white and nobody cared. And I was like, I could not have been attracted to any dudes in the 70s. I would have been celibate. When we were watching it, I looked at Chrissy. I'm like, I think I need a cigarette after that. I don't even smoke. And I was like, I think I need to throw up. <laughs> all right. So knowing all that, doesn't sound like you're on a board. Let me give you some trivia that might change your viewing of that scene. Cool. So the trivia is the famous sex scene was a last minute onset idea from the director. Who what? F- who felt that otherwise the film would have too many scenes of the couple arguing. Most of the scenes around it are improvised. So that's that's... Tidbit number one. Here's the second tidbit. Okay. The uh, Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie, the, the the main couple, the two main actors, met for the first time on the set of this film. The first scene they had to shoot was the sex scene, as the director wanted to minute. quote get it out of the way and then move on to the quote bone of the matter. The actor Christie was terrified. Um. Yeah, she should be. So wait a second. You just said it was last minute add-on, and then you said it was the first thing that they did. Yeah, apparently they showed up first day, and he's like, "Oh, before we do any of this, I want to do this for first. Oh, like, hey, let's do a sex scene while we're here. Yeah, gross. Um, they were at the set, seven a.m. in dressing gowns. Uh, both had a, a glass of champagne to calm their nerves, 
And then uh, Donald Sutherland said that he used a, a 35 millimeter Mitchell camera that basically sounds like, uh, like it's really loud. Oh, God. So, so that's why they had to use like the flutist like music. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Instead of like the slapping sounds, which right. I bet you love. I can't. I'm good. Weird. Thanks, no thanks. Movies like that. Um, so we talked about the so the drowning scene, the sex scene out of nowhere. Yeah, can we talk about like the la- the what? It's not, I guess. Yeah, it's the last scene where we reveal the the girl in the red. Not, not this is more what this is more like psychological horror. Yeah, not very violent type. True. You know, or like intensely scary yeah it's more like neurotic sort of horror <laughs> yeah you're basically being assaulted by you know an editor like oh here this you know what it is you know? it's creepy and uncomfortable and and then throughout remember that blind seems... woman well we're gonna make sure you don't <laughs> she's gonna come up several times i think it was there was even the scene where like they looked up at, like the moon and like the blind woman was like in the moon she's yes like, don't forget, or you know, whatever she's saying and stuff. Oh my god! Uh, there's a great scene where uh, Donald Sutherland's character is a not landscaper, a architect, yeah. building a church, and he's, he's restoring on, a church. He's up restoring a church. He's up on this like high like scaffolding. Yes, and he like it's like a c- comically almost kills himself falling, <laughs> and then he and then he read in trivia that like. Something actually went wrong, and he actually was in danger. Oh my god! And you're just like, this sounds like the most dangerous film ever. I mean, there's don't look now. <laughs> don't, don't look now. Graphic sex scene on the first day. Let's get this out of the way, guys. Don't look now. You might fall to your death from a scaffold. You're thrust, thrust again. They said he was just like yelling out like words at them. No, for real. Wouldn't that be very as an actress, Chrissy? You Yikes! Are. How was. comfortable would you have been? What would you have said on a scale of like one to ten? Get out of my face, director! Uh, like a one, <laughs> it would have been very, very uncomfortable. Lick her nipples was something. Oh, apparently, he gross. allegedly said. get on top. Wow! 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 Indeed. Um. Okay. Can we talk about the the end of this movie? That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So this is all, like I said, this movie is overlong in my view by at least fifteen minutes. Oh, there's a lot. Sure. There's a lot of them, you know, chasing what they think is their dead daughter in a red. Is it like a raincoat? It was like a raincoat, yeah. Around drab winter, mm-hmm. um, grays and neutrals. Anyway, at the end, everything shit, shit's going crazy. Yes. And Donald Sutherland's character comes up to the ra- finally to the ra- raincoat. Yeah, because he's he has seen th- <laughs> so basically so his daughter died in the beginning, and he has seen several times while in Venice, like little glimpses of um, a girlish figure in a red coat from behind, you know, skipping away, running away, and he has brought this up to his wife and to these sisters who are basically like spiritually advising them. And all to no avail. And then finally at the end, he catches up to her and she turns around and she's a fucking crazy disfigured old dwarf woman, 
I guess. Is that the correct? I mean, word? is that the correct word? Was she disfigured? I think she was. I don't. Well, she she certainly wasn't just a dwarf. I mean, look at her face. She was old. Is what she is that what you call old people now? <laughs> grotesque, grotesque. Maybe not disfigured. Grotesque. Why was she, why was she grotesque? Really? God, Chrissy. Like, is that a real question? <laughs> it was definitely uh, unexpected. And she slits his throat. The end. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'd seen like a headline about this movie. It's like, you won't believe the ending. And when I saw that, I'm like, I don't believe this. (laughs) Why? Why did this happen? (laughs) I think you and I both said why we were watching it. I just don't understand. I mean, okay, so I read because after this, I was like, I just... Imagine being in the theater and that happened. No, thanks. I did a little reading after this. Because you would have jumped up. That was grotesque. It was grotesque. (laughs) And I, because I felt like I was like, did I miss something? Like maybe I need to read to find out what it was. This was grotesque. And there's a theory out there that, um, that he was basically, he had, you know, premonitions of his own death the entire movie. Like earlier, for instance, he spies or what he thinks is his wife on a boat heading for a funeral. And he's like, what the fuck? So something was definitely awry. Yeah, right. So from that perspective, I'm like, okay, okay, I guess. But it's still in the moment, at least to me, wasn't like shocking, like, whoa, how scary. Ooh, good ending. Like it was more like, what the fuck? And then it was over. (laughs) I wanted Whoopi Goldberg to like step out and be like, Molly, (laughs) you in danger, girl. (laughs) It would have been helpful. Um Yeah, like I said. British Film Institute ranked Don't Look Now number eight on their list of the top 100 British films. Really? Also ranked the film number 18 on their list of 100 greatest films. All right. I mean, it's it's got some great Im- imagery in the movie. You know, I don't know if it makes me want to go to Italy in winter time. <laughs> oh, my God. I found an image that Those I'm showing you Justin right now. It Holy says, mackerel. Mattel, don't look now, my death dwarf dolly. And here's the uh, here's the caption in the picture of a little girl playing with the death dwarf. It says... This poor woman, though. It's a, wait, are you ready, Justin? She's like become like, wait, like Justin, an I have evil to read this. villain, and it's like random out of the blue that she's... I think she's worked otherwise. So it says... Why did she stab him? I, well, hold on. Who is Let's she? Really get into her, well, hold on. This is what it, this is what it says on the on the. I don't know if this is real on the on the Mattel quote unquote uh, image. Pissed. It says, "Who is she and why is she killing the good people of Venice? We may never know, but one thing is for sure: your child is going to have hours of fun helping this soulless imp stalk fresh innocence." This is a joke. This is not a real a toy. Based on the beloved character featured in the hit film, My Death Dwarf Dolly comes with her own cleaver and removable jacket. That's not a real thing. <laughs> That's not a real thing. I assume it's not, but it was great. So was so, it, was anyway. it just totally random? Like, I I don't think it was. Was he crazy? Was he like actually seeing this? You know? I don't think it was supposed to. Like, all right, I'm a, not a person who believes that like everything happens for a reason. So to me, yes, it's completely <laughs> random. Tom Sutherland, this is your love life <laughs> to be murdered by what Chrissy calls a disgusting <laughs> dwarf woman or whatever. What did you say? She was grotesque. Grotesque dwarf woman. Listen, so I'm. I don't think everything happens for a reason. I, I, I do think that. that this is random. However, 
I think the way the movie makers, shut up, set this up, it's not supposed to be random. It's supposed to be prophetic. And like he basically has been, he's had this coming the whole time. (laughs) That is my opinion. I didn't get it. Maybe I'm dumb. I don't know. I think you're dumb. Uh, I think he could remake. They could do a remake of this. Apparently it's like, I don't know. Maybe we just didn't. We didn't what? We didn't get it? Blow our skirt up. Oh, you want to have your skirt blown up? Sure. Well, all right. Marilyn. Um, Yeah, don't look now. Would you suggest? Chrissy, you you don't have to keep showing me. I'm trying to illustrate that she was kind of grotesque. It's like you don't believe me. Uh, Does she remind you of um, one of the people on your new favorite uh, dating show, Chrissy? Oh no, definitely not. <laughs> Tell us what is, what is this new love of yours that we, I've introduced you to? Also, it's not a love; it's something that you were like, "Hey, Chrissy, have you ever heard of a show called uh, Naked Attraction?" Guys, <laughs> stop what you're doing. If you've never heard of the UK dating show called Naked Attraction, go to YouTube and search it out and watch tons of clips, and then come back to us because it is. Crazy. It's bonkers. Be, I can't be ready for believe. lots of penises, tons of vaginas, um, some ailments that just come out of nowhere for people. I just can't believe this Chris's is a real mind. show. Like that, I was mesmerized by the fact that this is a real fucking show. So, what if like the thing? Basically, the the, the gist of the show is it's picking your your date out of like five select. Um, single people. Yes, but they're they're naked, mm-hmm. and you see parts of their naked body, like in, so, in increments. Do you like, guys, do you hey, know- let's look at everybody's boobs. Let's look at some dicks. Like you all remember Love Connection, right? Where it was like the it's, it's, the it's, silhouette it's like that, but, of a person, and you're like, mm, I don't it's know. Person number two sounds very interesting. This is like we're not going to show you their face. We're just going to show you their vulvas. Only vulvas. Would you like to come closer and view a vulva? Which vulva would you like to see? Vulva number one, vulva number two. And then they're like, which vulva would you like to eliminate first? And then, Everything is matter of fact, very British. Yes. I um, love the, that part of it, though. I'm not going to lie. It'll provide lots of lots of fun. Um, my birthday gift to myself, I got a Roku stick, guys. And it's really opened doors for really crappy TV interpret. <laughs> Oh my God! We are back on the shit TV train, and it's glorious. We're watching Naked Attraction. We also watched uh, Holy Moly, the new um, miniature golf cross with Wipeout. Oh game yeah, show. that was funny. I love that we go from Don't Look Now, a 1973 <laughs> movie that the British consider a masterpiece, and now we're talking about Naked Attraction. I mean, and Holy Moly. it's another masterpiece that they've created. So there's that. Um, I respect the game. Like I said, don't look now. I would probably give C minus C C. I'm gonna go with C minus. I would have given it a D plus, but the old film student that lives somewhere inside me recognizes that it was an avant garde film for its day. So yeah. C minus. It paved the way. It was a trailblazer for um, Child's Play 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, don't look now, but it's like you're chasing Chucky around oh, Italy. No. Or Chucky's chasing you. Oh, don't look now. No. Chucky's behind you. 
He's also naked. He needs a date. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> they came up and Chucky was standing there naked in naked attraction. Oh my god, uh, you have jumped the shark. Look it Justin. up, guys. It's great. Look it up. Jumped it. Um, this is fun. Yeah. I love me some scary movies. I'm gonna be I'm be trying to to watch a, a couple extra on the side. Like if we if Christy and I can only watch one together, maybe I'll try to watch another one on the side and I can talk about it. I watched a movie recently called First Reformed from the first time. I think it came out last year with uh, Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Kind of a horror film as well. All right. Very unsettling. Oh. It's that movie I told you that brings up like, um, you know, climate change. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. Should I watch it? Um, Uh-oh. It's dark. It's a little mm. slow. It's got uh, Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried in it. Okay. I was like, yeah, I thought it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, right. Well, maybe we'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> next week, the, the the hashtag scary movie um, summer camp summer camp train keeps keeps a chugging. And like I said, we're trying to do a fall long type thing here. Mm-hmm. So we did the seventies this week. Next week, Chrissy, we're going straight to your favorite decade in all film, the eighties. Can't wait. Gonna be awesome. And um, I've thought a lot about this. Um, there's a movie called The Nest, T H E N E S T, from 1988, horror film. Uh, small film, 1988. It's definitely not all in full on YouTube, guys, but mm-hmm. The Nest is the, the one that um, I think we're gonna try to take a look at for next week for, for scary hashtag scary movie summers. Hi. Hashtag Scary Movie Summer Camp, The Nest. Okay, sounds good. And then maybe an extra one. Uh, I hear... Um, um, you hear... Secrets? Secrets? What'd you get for my birthday, Chrissy? I got you Stranger Things. Chrissy got me Stranger Things. I was about to say, Stranger Things Season 3 is about to come on next week. Yes. Does this mean you want to like catch up? Because you've never seen a Stranger Things episode before. Well, I mean, we have the DVDs now and we have, uh, apparently we have like Blu-rays and extra scenes and lots of fun stuff on those things. So we can get you to watch a couple of those. I was going to say, maybe you could give it a try. Anyway. um, So yeah. So next week we're going to be talking The Nest from 1988. I'll probably be talking about Stranger Things season three. Chrissy. Yeah. Where can you find our podcast online? You should Google So I Married a Movie Geek. Cool. Thanks, Chrissy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you can find us on social, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter at Movie Geek Cast, and our podcast is downloadable. Uh, you always do a great job with Linktree. I love how you have all the links right available from Twitter. But on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, and maybe what, like Google? Yeah. Like she said at the top, could just Google us. There you go. You can find us there. Um. Yeah, and, and thanks for following along. Like You're I said, awesome. We're gonna be doing this all month long. We'll go from the '80s next week, week after '90s. Maybe we'll have a special guest. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe Chrissy will give up halfway through the month. I mean, maybe. Huh? Maybe. Give up halfway through the month. I might. I don't know. Don't do it, Chrissy. Why not? I'm trying to pick f- movies that are not gonna piss Chrissy. Oh, really? Is that what we're trying to do? Fun movies. Uh, oh, fun to oh, talk oh, about movies. Oh, yes. You know what's really fun to talk about? That one 70s movie with all of the sex and... I've never seen that. All I'm right. picking movies I've never seen. Uh, okay, okay. So then how can you pick movies that you think I'm going to enjoy if you've never seen them? 
Mm. Uh. See? You're right. Um, we're also <laughs> proud members of the Podfix Network, Chrissy. Yes. www.podfixnetwork.com. You can find our podcast. Throw in a third W. Several others. The www. <laughs> Does anybody even talk that in anymore? I mean, you can. You don't have to. Anyway, find us there. Several other podcasts. For your time this summer, if you're not watching scary movies with us, listen to some podcasts. Hope everyone's having a great summer, and uh, we'll see you next week. We are best buddies until the end. More than just buddies, we are best friends. Don't ever leave me. Please don't say goodbye. I'll be yours till the day that I die. Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.